Tax season's greetings from your friends at H&R Block. Whether you choose to file virtually, in person, or via drop-off, let's make it a season worth celebrating. File your way with H&R Block and get upfront, transparent pricing, expert help at every step, and a max refund guarantee that means you'll ring in the season by getting every dollar you deserve. All tax situations are different. Not everyone gets a refund. Limitations apply. See hrblock.com guarantees. Call us at 929-777-9229 or visit us at 2013 Williams Bridge Road in Bronx. Do you feel rich? Do you feel Friday night rich? Every Friday night, you can get a grilled steak and a fresh lobster tail for just $24.99. Kick off your weekend in style, only at TGI Fridays. Billy Ray Valentine, and of course, you'll see Billy Ray with um, America Unplugged and uh, host of Infinite Fringe on Apple Podcasts and Podbean. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me, David. It's, it's an honor to be on with you. Well, I tune into you all the time. Um, you know this, but you are the reason that I stuck around with InfoWars for as long as I did. And as soon as you left, I left. So uh, I'm, I'm honored to be here. Well, thank you very much. Tell us a little bit about yourself. You, you got started uh, doing uh, wrestling reports, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I did pro wrestling for a long time. Um, I always wanted to do this, right? I always w- wanted to get involved, right? Uh-huh. Like uh, after, after the 9-11 attacks, I'm here. I'm from New York. I, I was here when everything went down, you know, and, uh, and slowly I realized, uh, well, people started giving me, you know, alternative information and I started to look it up in, in, in order to debunk it. And that didn't work. Right. Uh, um, yeah, I, I so started, that's important. Uh, I just, I don't know if you heard it or not, but I just had the story about, and I can't tell that it's satire or, or sarcasm because I don't right. see that anywhere else on the site. It's like, why didn't anybody tell us? Well, you know, you got something like that's happening like nine 11. Why wouldn't you look that up and kind of question that, you know? Exactly. Right. <laughs> you know? And, uh, so I did that and, um, and uh, I knew I had to do something, so I always did like street street activism here in New York, right? Oh, uh, oh good. Over on nine eleven, I, I mean at, at Ground Zero, I, I go down every year, and you know give out pamphlets and talk to people, you know. Uh, but but I wanted to do something more, right, to affect mm-hmm. uh, a bigger crowd, and uh, I was not ready. I mean, I still may not be ready, but I figured I'd jump in anyway. But I, I didn't. I, I wasn't. I didn't feel like I was the right person to do it. You know, I didn't feel like I had the right chops for it or anything. So I started doing pro wrestling podcast because pro wrestling doesn't matter. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's what it is. Right. And it's so um, much like politics, isn't it? Yes. It's, it's, it's identical. Right. I always say if, if you're a pro wrestling fan and you realize the ins and outs of professional wrestling, you're going to figure out the political game quick, fast, because it's the same thing. Right. Heels and so, heroes. <laughs> right. Right. You know? And then they go back and have lunch with each other and the whole deal, right? That's right. But, <laughs> but, um, and split the, uh, split the take, you know? <laughs> right, right. You know, and, and, uh, and that's the way they've been dividing us and, 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 and doing this to us for quite a, a long time. But I, I started doing pro wrestling podcast and, and I got involved with Bill Apter. I don't know if you're familiar with pro wrestling or, or he, he's a legendary photographer. He, 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 he uh, took pictures of Muhammad Ali oh. and, uh, and tons of wrestlers, Hulk Hogan. I mean, he's a legend in professional wrestling. And uh, so I started doing work for him. Be careful, you can get some trouble taking pictures of Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> Nowadays, for sure. Right? Two hundred fifty so, million dollar judgment, you know. Anyway, sorry, <laughs> sorry. You're yeah. good. You're good. Um, thank you. Um, so, so I started doing that, and then eventually I figured that I was ready to, in some capacity, I was a little more confident to jump into 
to this. You know, mm-hmm. and I started doing the Infinite Fringe thinking I was going to uh, save the world. And I soon realized, you know, that that wasn't going to be the case. The world doesn't but, want to be saved. <laughs> They're just you know, happy where they are. They don't want to hear the truth. That's too disturbing sometimes. That, that's true, yeah. unfortunately. And, and it's, it's caused, like, a, for lack of a better term, a second and third awakening in my life. You know, because I, I realized this the hard way. Mm-hmm. That's the only way the Lord uh, makes me learn things. I have to learn them the hard way. So I have to like confront them and it has to slap me in the face. So that, that's how I got involved. I did, started doing the Infinite Fringe. Um, and then I was approached by uh, Iconic, that's a David Icke's people, to do a show on their platform. And um, I called it America Unplugged. I started doing America Unplugged with mm-hmm. Don Jeffries. Uh, after a while, we met Tony Arterburn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... Uh, he started coming on the show and I just asked him, I'm like, Hey, listen, just be a part of the show. Like be, be, be down with us. You know? And yeah, he was like, yeah. sure, sure. I'll do that. And, uh, he was instrumental in getting us on Rockfin because I, I, I wasn't with it at all. He pushed me. He's like, let's do Rockfin. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, let, let's, let's do that. Um, and I heard you talking about rumble earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, that's something I'd have to talk with Tone about and and and, and Don. But sure, why not? Yeah, they just point? they just started last week, from what I understand, uh, doing mm-hmm. live broadcasts and things like yeah. that. That's dope. So I mean, uh, th- that's something oh. we'll we'll definitely consider. But, yeah, yeah, that's great. Well, you know, you, you look at it and you said uh, you didn't really feel like you had the chops for it. Or you weren't ready for it. I think everybody does. I mean, you know, it's kind of scary if somebody really thinks that they're cut out for this. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the world really needs to hear my opinions on this stuff. And I, you know, I give my opinions on things, but, uh, for the most part, uh, you know, I was very reluctant to do this as well. Um, right. I don't like to speak in public uh, and, you know, it's still very intimidating if I speak in a personal meeting or something like that in person. Uh, but, um, you know, I, I looked at it as like, well, I have this information. I got to get it to people, you know, right. and, and it's about the information. It's not about me. And it's, uh, if I, it was about me, I couldn't do this. It's got to be about the information. And so, um, you know, it, it, that's, that's the key thing. If you know this and you don't tell somebody about it, that's an awful thing to have to live with later. No. And, and, and that's how I felt about it. Yeah. I was like, I have all this information and, and some of it, a lot of it wasn't accurate, you know, but some of it was, but at the time I felt like, uh, you know, we needed to get out there and do something. It wasn't enough mm-hmm. just to just to do activism on the street. And I'm like, how else do I step it up? How else do I do something? Mm-hmm. And I would listen to Alex, you know, um, and I was a big Alex Jones fan. And, and I remember him coming up one year in 9-11, I think it was 2006. He, uh, he came up from the subway while I was going into, into ground zero and I saw him and I'm like, Alex, he's like, it's Alex Jones, Alex Jones, well, you know. And uh, he shook my hand and I'm like, uh, dude, what do I do, Alex? What do, what do I do? He's like, do your own thing. Start your own show. Come on, let's go fight the new world order. He told me, you know, um, <laughs> I'm like, okay, so I guess that's what I'll do. And, and uh, that's what I did. And, and now I'm here talking to you. Yeah. Yeah. I was very reluctant to get uh, in front of the camera. I'd been behind the camera and, and I had done, and I kind of got into it gradually because I was, you know, I, I was doing video editing and, and things like that. And mm-hmm. uh, then I started with a, you know, think tank that I was involved with. I started doing, uh, filming people. And I would do a little bit of voiceover narration for it, but I would be doing the graphics and the editing and filming and things like that with my sons. And then um, I started doing contests because there was a period of time in like 2008, 2009, where there were a lot of contests out there. And I 
I could look at the contests that were being put together by the conservatives and the libertarian groups that were out there. And it's like, they were a slam dunk, you know, it's like, oh, I can, you know, can describe that. So I, I was very successful with that, but I wasn't successful. Uh, Infowars contest was one of the ones that I entered into. Wasn't right. successful with that. I didn't win it. But, um, you know, Alex hired a bunch of people anyway, and uh, Jakari won that, that contest, but I got hired in as part of that. And I was just doing, again, some reports and, and things that I was doing, like a stand-up thing. And that was not that much different from what I had been doing with uh, think tanks. And then all of a sudden, you know, it was like, oh, why don't you put you on air? And it's like, well, I don't think I can really do that, you know. And so I did it a couple of times with Jakari and then he comes in and tells you, now you're going to do it solo. It's like, no, I can't do that. And, and so, yeah, God just moves you gradually into uh, things like that. And, and that, that sounds like that's what happened in your life as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, I don't regret it. I've met so many mm -hmm. cool people, you know, uh, I've managed to build a humble audience, you know, and, um, I'm just grateful for, for everything, anybody who's ever listened to anything that I've ever done, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful for it. And, uh, and I hope, you know, that, that we uh, maintain the integrity and, and the moral high ground of trying to search for the truth. And that's what we try to do on America Unplugged with Tony and, and Don. And, and that's mm -hmm. what I try to do on The Infinite Fringe. You know, it's a, yeah. it's a very different show from where it started, you mm -hmm. know, from, from what I started doing. Um, and, and that's because I'm, I'm constantly trying to to get on the right track. So give because people kind of an idea right. of, of the, sorry, give people an idea of how uh, the two shows are different, right? Uh, besides well, the fact know, that the, it's a group infinite, of people. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, uh, no, sorry. Uh, David. So uh, the infinite fringe um, was really conspiracy driven. Mm -hmm. I loved, and I say loved because I don't know if I love it anymore. You know, um, I loved, all types of conspiracies, fringe ones, listening about them and sitting there and like, oh, this is this is interesting and just going down the rabbit holes and finding out. And a lot of them were very benign. And, you know, when you look at conspiracy theories, you know, they can be a lot of fun and interesting. But we also have to be very careful because it can be a trap for us. You know, this is a very, very serious time. Uh, the elites know it. And uh, we need to understand that we're in the midst of a fourth turning. It's not, you know, fourth industrial revolution. That's the way Klaus Schwab likes to talk about it. But this really is a period of time that happens about once every 70 to 80 years where there's a major economic issue. Uh, institutions are obviously corrupt at this point in time. And there is a massive restructuring of society, usually accompanied by a war. This is a very dangerous point in time. They are aware of this season that we're in. But most people are just kind of walking blindly into it. Okay, we got uh, Billy Ray back. You were just telling us about uh, the conspiracy theories and how entertaining it was when you first got into it. I used to cover a lot of conspiracies, a lot of, a lot of things, you know, um, and uh, I started realizing that a lot of them weren't real or, or just came from from an avenue of control, from a place of control, from a place of deceit. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be a part of that. I didn't want to disseminate that information. I didn't want to expose my audience to anything like that. So I switched it up. I lost a, a lot of the audience as a result, you know, but I switched it up and decided that um, I would stick to what I could prove, you know, and uh, if I was going to speculate, I'd speculate on more benign matters um, <laughs> than then, you know, what yeah. ultimately went down when I saw what was going down with, uh, with a QAnon, right. Or, or, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. the, the, the Sandy Hook 
there was just a lot of disruption. There was a lot of uh, of deceit coming from it. While there were some areas that were worth uh, exploring, right, and and, and we, there were questions that needed to be answered. Um, you know, it, it wasn't all like that. It was taken to an extreme where nothing was real, everything was fake. I didn't want to be a part of that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so so I I shifted my show as a result. Yeah, that that kind of reminds me of the whole Steve Pachenik Sting thing. You know, that was the grounding of all this stop right. the steal stuff. Uh, it was right. so patently absurd. A guy who's you know uh, fabricates stories for the intelligence community for a living, you know, for years, and he comes up with this thing, and they treated it as if it was real. I mean, you even had Clarence Thomas's wife forwarding it. To uh, Meadows, you know, the chief right. of staff at, at Trump said, I hope this is real. There was no way that that could be real. And, and so that kind of brings us to the whole January the 6th thing. I, I opposed all that. I opposed him on air. I, you know, eventually I wound up opposing Alex and getting fired over that stuff. Uh, but, you know, when you look at January the 6th, on the other end of it, that's the people that got hurt. You know, the people who followed this, you know, the, these lies and and didn't know any better about it. And it is absolutely amazing what is being done uh, to these people, uh, how they're being overcharged, how they've been in jail without due process or a speedy trial, how they've been tortured. It's absolutely amazing, isn't it? No, I, I think you're right in, in, in large part. Um, that event, um, I've been at odds with people with that event for a while. You know, and I think a lot of the people that went there were were well-meaning mm -hmm. and and had the right intentions. Yes. Right. Um, I do think that people like Alec and Ali Alexander and Michael Flynn and, and we can go on and on. Mm -hmm. They're responsible for creating an atmosphere uh, that led to what happened on that day with a few people that took it to the extreme. They took it yet another step. Most mm -hmm. people wouldn't have done that that were there that day. That's but right. some people took it to another to another level. Um, what's going on with them as far as justice for them, that, that's a whole other issue, mm -hmm. right? But but my, my biggest uh, qualm with this whole deal is that the people that instigated this entire deal, mm -hmm. the people that were responsible for feeding the minds of so many well-meaning people with complete bull, you know, um, to go up there and do what they did, they're still running around. Not only are they still running around, but they're running operations in Brazil now. You yeah. know, it's, yeah. it's the same names coming up, David. Yeah. You know, it, it, like uh, Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, um, go, and, and he's been at this since 2017. Cambridge Analytica was over in Brazil since 2017. This is nothing new, mm. right? And he's been uh, instrumental on his podcast talking about how the election was stolen. The election was stolen in Brazil. The election was way before there was an election. He just <laughs> said it was going to be stolen. Yeah. Uh, a lot like what happened with Donald Trump here in the United States, Steve Bannon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and it's the sort of thing where we know that, um, you know. Ali I, Alexander. I, yeah, What's I agree. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't an issue as to whether or not there was corruption in the election. There's always corruption mm -hmm. in the election. It was right. an issue as to whether or not they had increased the corruption. But there yeah. was also the issue that Trump was a part of that. You know, Trump created the mail-in election issue that's there. And, I um, uh, you know, mm -hmm. I, I look at this and it's, you know, I, I'm not looking to try to get, uh, you know, try to redirect the January 6th witch hunt committee over to some people who were speaking out, even though they were deceiving people and making up fantasy stories and, and putting right. them into this thing. But I'm surprised that you, you don't, that you don't have people 
whose lives have been impacted by this because they're just there peacefully exercising their right to redress their grievances and to speak peacefully who are let into the Capitol and walking around. I'm surprised that those people don't sue. You know, that's, that's where I think the, uh, the result needs to come in with this, you know, that look, I was seriously damaged. It should be a civil suit. I don't want the government coming in and, uh, punishing what they believe is uh, false speech. But I think uh, people, some people should be sued over that, uh, because uh, people have legitimately, uh, been harmed. Some people have been driven to suicide by the political yeah. persecution. That was uh, the backlash of, um, you know, this, this fantasy crusade. That's what we should call it. I guess it's kind that's of a, a good, that's a good term for it. Crusade. Yeah. Right, a, a fantasy crusade. Yeah. And, and, and this is what I don't want um, the alternative media to become. We, yeah. We're supposed to be trying to find the truth, not trying to go down a path of a fantasy crusade, of, of a role-playing game, mm-hmm. right? Um, uh, Michael Flynn, right, who was uh, instrumental in what happened on January 6th, has been running mind operations, psychological operations since at least 2010 Yeah, with, with, with the SEL group over in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Admittedly, mm-hmm. admittedly, this is what the guy does, right? Intimately involved with, with QAnon. And okay. so many people in the alternative media and now crossed over to the conservative right with, um, with uh, this uh, Christian nationalism uh, that, that, um, that's unfolding right now. He's going out and he's, he's speaking all over the place and they have baptism. Yeah. Baptisms going on outside, you oh. know, like. It's amazing. What, I forget the name of that. Was it Reawaken America or something like yeah, that? Yeah, the Reawaken America. You, know, you go back and you look at 2000, I think it was 2014. It's before the transgender stuff was even on people's radar. And right. you got pictures of Michael Flynn in his official <laughs> capacity, you know, rewarding this Navy SEAL. What was his name? Kristen Beck, I think it was. Um, who's now come out in opposition against all that stuff. So, hey, these guys gaslighted me. They're using me as a poster child. Well, you know who used him as a poster child? It was Michael Flynn was one of the first ones to use him. And now he has reinvented himself as some yeah. kind of, uh, you know, Elmer Gantry uh, running around doing this phony Christianity, leading people in prayers of this, uh, you know, cult, uh, <laughs> this nuclear weapon cult of right. this Elizabeth Clare prophet from the 1980s. I mean, it's absolutely, it's beyond parody. It really is. It is. And people yeah. can't see that. It's just like the stuff with, with Pachinik. It's like, you can't see this. I had so many people get so angry with me. Uh, not just Alex, but you know, the general public, you know, he knew better. Alex knew better. Uh, the general public goes, no, this is real. This is, shut up. You're going to see it happen. And he's like, he said people are being arrested, uh, right. you know, two days after the election. Come on. So, you know, it is amazing and it is disturbing to me a number of levels because what Michael Flynn is doing with this deception and the people who are running this dog and pony show, and it includes all the usual crowd has got, you know, um, Rogers there. You got, uh, you know, the, my pillow guy is there. All of these, all these guys are going around <laughs> doing this dog and pony show at these big churches, you know, the multi-million dollar buildings and everything. And they're feeding them a really phony occultic version of Christianity, which to me, that is the thing that matters the most, even more I than any bad that. policies, any more than bad presidents. You're going to mislead somebody spiritually. That's the worst thing you could do. Well, they're, they're literal. False prophets. Yes. Yeah. Julie Green. Julie Green. <laughs> My favorite <laughs> false prophet because she's just such a parody. And she's an integral part of this. Eric Trump, you know, right. and Michael Flynn and all these guys, you know, oh, what does Julie Green say? Well, you know, Julie Green said that uh, God had it for Herschel Walker. He's a shoo-in, you know. <laughs> 
Right, right, right. You know, <laughs> many times I should get to be wrong like that, but she says, thus saith the Lord, you know, and she keeps going. And they've, they've managed to weaponize Christianity and yeah. politicize yes. Christianity. And it's, it's been going on for some time, but this is at its, at its peak right now. I, I don't think I've ever seen it. This weaponized and this pushed forward in the, in the forefront of the mainstream. And, and how do they do this, right? And you spoke about earlier in the broadcast how um, they have, you know, how social media is what's used, right? How Twitter, it's what's, it's what's used and, and, and Instagram and Facebook, right? It's a data harvesting. It's, it's mm -hmm. I remember, it's like Palantir, right? The, the Sea yes. Stone, yes. right? Uh, and, and that's why Peter Thiel named his company Palantir because mm -hmm. they can literally predict the future with what's being put out into this social media by us. We are feeding this machine, That's right? right? And, and with doing that, we are giving them all the information that they need in order to almost 99%, according to their uh, statistics, predict the future step by step. They know what you're going to do. They know what makes you tick. They know what, how you think and why you think it. Mm -hmm. And that's the ultimate key for complete and total manipulation. Okay. And I feel like that's what's going on now. That's and right. there's no turning back at this point. Like, I, I don't know how to do it. Maybe you do. Maybe somebody else does. How do we get our families um, to, to pull back our kids? You know, I mean, we yeah. can do it. We can well, do it's a, it on, it's a on, kind of, uh, it's a yeah. new kind of technological totalitarianism, isn't it? You know, Agreed. where you can read people's minds, where you can control right. their minds uh, right. and get them to assent to something. Uh, and, uh, you know, I guess, uh, you know, when you use a Palantir uh, analogy, uh, Billy Ray, what, what you do is uh, uh, you, uh, <laughs> you do what Gandalf did to the hobbits. You, you jerk your kids off the thing and you throw a, a blanket <laughs> over it and say, stay away from this thing. <laughs> it's going to be that point. simple, maybe. I don't know. That's a good point. You know, it's, it's, it's um, our kids are, are going to be, it's, it's going to be second nature to them, or yeah. it is already second it nature. Is. It is. We already you know, I, are in a kind of metaverse, in a sense. Right, yeah. right. And I, I think my generation, Tony's generation, was the last generation to see both sides. Mm -hmm. You know, to see how it was before and how it is now. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and, and you've been able to see that and everybody, you know, like uh, my age or older have been able to see that. Yeah. Um, but, but the well, kids I go back so far that the, the way people were manipulating us when I was a kid was just through television. So simple, you know. Right. But right. it was it, very effective. And, uh, you know, it was a right. very effective propaganda tool, but right. the technology has advanced so much that the weapons that they have now are far more powerful. And as we were talking about that, you know, as you're talking about Michael Flynn and all the garbage and the, you know, the, the pseudo religion that uh, is attached to that and this, you know, Christian nationalism as they identify themselves, you know, that is really a satanic tactic. It's what you were talking about earlier with the politics stuff, where you got something that's true and they add a sensational false detail to it. Well, right. that's essentially what Satan does in religion, right? You know, right. didn't right. didn't God say this? You know, <laughs> he didn't yeah. say that you couldn't do this. And that, and but you know, <laughs> add a little bit of details to it, and, and that's exactly what they're doing. And it's, it is ultimately uh, very satanic to add these kinds of lies to the truth, and that's the way these people operate. Right, and and I think uh, we were the target of it. With uh, with the Cambridge Analytica, mm -hmm. and uh, Cambridge Analytica doesn't exist anymore, right? It's not a thing. Oh, really? Um, they shut it down? I didn't know. That. Yeah, it's, it's, it it was shut down. I think they've regrouped it. There, there's other companies out there that do the same thing now. The well, they had to relabel it. They had to relabel right, it at least. <laughs> right, like Steve Bannon's still doing what he's doing. So, um, <laughs> it is what it is, and he was the guy that that 
mm-hmm. spearheaded that. Um, but regardless, like um, with that, that that's how the alternative media has been targeted, I think. And all the you know the build a wall, the the um, mm-hmm. lock her up, the Hillary Clinton. Uh, hey, they they harvested that through it at Donald Trump, and it was supposed to be Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz was supposed to be the guy. He wasn't half as charismatic, and Steve Bannon was like, "We got to go with Donald Trump," and they went with Donald Trump, and they gave him a script, and he started talking to it. But he was talking to us, mm-hmm. and they continue to talk to us, and we've followed this down the road, where we're no longer really rational in thinking; it's emotional, and that was that was part of the psyop. You you have to get people's emotions in it. That way they are fully invested. And when there is an attack on them and what they're saying, there is no room for rationale. It's all emotion. So you're all in. And mm-hmm. that's what's going on now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they were able to play with uh, Trump. You know, I, I, I remember uh, when there was hope that uh, Trump uh, really meant what he said. You know, and again, you're always skeptical of these politicians or anybody's right. running for office. But, you know, he was somebody who came into it and. You know, he'd been a businessman. He hadn't been a politician, so he didn't have a uh, a long uh, career of manipulating and deceiving people necessarily. And um, and so Julian Assange even said, "Well, we know that Hillary Clinton is a liar and a warmonger and a criminal. Uh, we'll have to wait and see about Trump. You know, but we already know we're going to cross her off." And so that was kind of where I was as well. But I had some hope for it, especially when I heard. Steve Bannon start talking about the fourth turning. I thought, well, this guy really does understand the time that we're in, you know, Mm -hmm. and he seemed to be a serious guy. And I thought, well, maybe, you know, I don't really know what's going on with Trump. Uh, I get these mixed signals from him. Does he understand what's going on? Or is he just a, you know, front man, a buffoon for something like this? Uh, uh, But, you know, I thought, well, maybe, you know, Bannon is going to be able to bring this thing. He does understand the time that we're in. He does understand the fourth turning. But he doesn't seem to be using it um, in the, um, the way that would be to our advantage, does he? Tax season's greetings from your friends at H&R Block. Whether you choose to file virtually, in person, or via drop-off, let's make it a season worth celebrating. File your way with H&R Block and get upfront, transparent pricing, expert help at every step, and a max refund guarantee that means you'll ring in the season by getting every dollar you deserve. All tax situations are different. Not everyone gets a refund. Limitations apply. See hrblock.com guarantees. Call us at 929-777. 9229 or visit us at 2013 Williams Bridge Road in Bronx. The always ready for breakfast deal. Going to bed already? Yep. Breakfast at Mickey D's tomorrow. So, sooner I go to bed, sooner it'll be morning. Sooner I'll be at Mickey D's. This is actually brilliant. You can come too. Turn out that light. There's a deal for every breakfast strategist at McDonald's. Start your morning with a $3 bagel breakfast sandwich available only in the app. Offer valid 1-2 through 1-15-23 are participating U.S. McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Make the app download and registration required. He he completely understands it. And that's, yeah, that's, the, that's the thing. That's what makes him dangerous. Yeah. The, the, the guy is, is next level. He's a genius almost, right? If you want mm-hmm. to call it an evil genius, call him whatever you want. But he totally understands it. The thing is, he's a traditionalist at heart. And and he believes in order out of chaos. You need to blow up the old world to get the new, to get it the way you want it to be. This is admitted. Mm-hmm. He he believes this. This is these are things he's said, right? So he's creating the chaos. He's a chaos magician, for lack of a better term. He's creating this chaos or or helping to create the chaos here in the United States. We're more divided than we've been in my lifetime. Look at what's going on in Brazil. Same mm-hmm. deal. He's he's trying to create that chaos to blow up the system, to bring it back to 
what his version of traditionalist roots are. Almost like people uh, liken him to Alexander Dugan very often. Oh, for yeah, some reason, yeah, because yeah. they have a lot of the same thinking. They're both quote unquote traditionalist also. Mm -hmm. um, but but they they differ in some ways. But the goal is the same. It's order out of chaos with these people. Mm -hmm. So Steve Bannon is a very dangerous individual because he fully understands the fourth turning. He fully understands where we are right now. It's just his direction is different than ours. Mm -hmm. He wants to go in a different way. I agree. Yeah, we don't have, uh, we as individuals at the local level, we don't have the ability really to impact these different institutions or to create new institutions. Because we are the grassroots, we have to operate from the grassroots up. Mm -hmm. And so we have to build this uh, country back from the ground up. And I say back, whether or not there is a collapse that these people are trying to engineer. Uh, right. The the foundations, moral foundations, legal foundations of our country have been destroyed already. Uh, what they're trying to do is just to create uh, physical, economic uh, destruction with war and um, you know other types of uh, economic attacks and chaos. And so we need to try to hold the line against that, but we also need to try to rebuild at the same time. And uh, again, our strength is in numbers. Our strength is at the local level, and they can't do anything unless they go to the local level. And so that's why we, we still do have things that we can do. And it's not a, a lost cause if we can start to rebuild communities from the bottom up, if we can get good people at uh, the local level who can stand in the gap, who will be the uh, people who are interpose against this tyranny from above. Uh, that's really where I think we are. What, what do you think? What, what, what can we do? Uh, of a concrete nature. I think all we can do right now is uh, invest in our families and reach out to our neighbors and try to create a community of people that are aware and that are willing, right? Mm -hmm. And that recognize the problem. And if people don't recognize the problem, we need to try to educate them on that problem mm -hmm. in an effort to bring people together. We are at a point where we need to build the base We've been building this base for quite some time where we haven't been, we've been somewhat successful, but they keep coming up with more ways to manipulate. So we have to reinforce that base and we need to recognize our role in, in the grand scheme of things as a generation. Right now, we need to build that base and solidify it and make it solid so our children and our children's children can push forward without having to worry about the base, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, we need to figure out a way where we can bring everybody together. So we got to start small. It, it's the best way I can look at it. We can look down the road and try to achieve the biggest goals. Please mm -hmm. go do that. Mm -hmm. But I think what we need to do is start small mm -hmm. and, and just reach out to our neighbors, educate our children, limit the amount of time that they're on social media Make people aware of the dangers of social media and the value of your freedom, your personal freedom and your freedom of your mind to make people aware of that. Instill that in your children. That's right. Make I them agree. know the value of it rather than and, and let them know that nothing is free. So if if you're if you're using a platform for free, you know, you're the product. You know that, David. That's, That's the right. deal. That's right. Right. Yeah. I, I've said for the longest time, I think what we need to unify on are on principles, and the core principle of that is going to be liberty. You know, from a political standpoint, what what is going to advance uh, the issue of liberty? And from our perspective, if we understand that the internet and these other things are like Palantir, 
that they seek to control us and to enslave us, what do we do to liberate ourselves? We get away from those things. Right. And we start to do things that are for real. And so for our kids, we want to try to focus on, you know, liberty means independence, right? And so we need to declare our independence from these things. And we need to start learning real physical skills because they want to keep us inside. It's just the story that I had earlier in the program about how the cops just swooped in on these parents because they let their kids go a couple of blocks down the, you know, gave them $7 and said, here's a treat. You can go get Dunkin' Donuts and all the insanity that got unleashed on them by the police, by CPS and everything. Why? Because they want everybody inside watching your TV, focused on the internet, focused on the metaverse and the rest of the stuff. They don't want you connected to the real world. They don't want you to have any real skills. If you don't have any skills in terms of being able to fix stuff, build stuff, grow food, you're going to be a slave. Uh, these people oh, yeah. are going to take everything from you. So it's just yeah, that it, simple. It, you got to go back to the basics as an individual to get your liberty. I, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and uh, Tony um, has kind of done that, mm-hmm. you know, so mm-hmm. it, it, which is incredible. I live in, in, in the belly of the beast. I'm here in New York city. Oh. Right. Uh, and I, I've been here all my life. You know, I, I wouldn't know what the hell to do in, in, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. if I ever left here, but we, you, you make a, a valid point. I mean, while I love this city, I do. I love New York. I love the Bronx. I love where I'm from. Um, I realize that this is domestication, what's mm-hmm. gone on here in these cities. We've been domesticated. We are domesticated humans. Um, and we are primed for slavery. That's right. Right. That's right. And a lot of, you know, I mean, this is in me, in, in, this is economic sla- slavery anyway. It's, it's, it's indentured servitude in my opinion what's going on regardless um but the enslavement will continue even more so and if you're in the city it limits your options right your food is controlled your water is controlled everything is controlled once they control your food and your water they control you um and then they control your your mind by what you do on social media and what you consume on television you brought up television earlier and i remember i have i have the book i haven't read it i remember purchasing it it said Four arguments against television came out way back when, you know, and, yeah. and probably people were sitting there and saying, this guy who wrote this book is an extremist. He's, he doesn't get it. He's you know, paranoid. He, he, right. He's a paranoid <laughs> conspiracy theorist. He was right. Yeah. He saw the slippery slope. That's right. He saw where it went, you know, and even something as benign as radio, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it, it gives, it gives uh, an opening for, or a Twitter yes. or for an Instagram, you know, that's how we've evolved. It's only going to get worse. You, you talk about uh, the metaverse. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that people are going to be fully immersed in the metaverse because they're going to be able to do things in that Avenue that they cannot do here in reality. That's right. You know, they're going to be able to be a totally different person or a totally they, different creature. You want to identify right. as a cat or some imaginary creature, some myth- right. mythological creature. Oh, you're there. You know, whatever you want to be, you can be that. That's what they're <laughs> prepping everybody for. Right. You know, you talk right. about the cities and, uh, you know, the only thing we've done to prepare is, is to get uh, into this area. And the last year we haven't been able to do anything to prepare yet, but we mm-hmm. got to focus on that this year. But, um, you know, even going back to Jefferson, his time, you know, when the cities were nothing, you know, city was less than a suburb is today. But uh, Jefferson said cities are a threat to the health, the wealth, and the liberty of mankind. Why? Wow. Because you are, you know, packed into a close area 
and you start to become dependent instead of, in his day, you know, if you were out in the rural area, I mean, you were on your own. You really right. were. And right. uh, so in that agrarian society, people had to solve the problems on their own. They had to be self-sufficient as of necessity. So just coming together in a higher population density, that allowed you to kind of, you know, atrophy in some of your skills that uh, you really do need to have to be independent. No, I agree I with you. Um, um, I watch a show called Life Below Zero, where people go up to Alaska and live there because it's just like you said, they are on their own, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody's bothering them. They do what they do. Of course, they have to, you know, uh, take on the elements up there, right? And it's super cold, but they are free. Yeah. You know, a a as free as you can be on this planet right now. That's right. Is, is what they are. We sacrifice freedom or convenience and comfort, you know, uh, mm -hmm. is, is what we do. And uh, increasingly, we are, we are, technology gives us the crutch of convenience. It gives us more convenience and more convenience, taking us away from our own, right? From, from what God has given us, uh, you know, like, and I, I feel like we need to return to that, return to what, how God intended things to be and rely on ourselves more than on this technology. Cause the more we rely on these, uh, and I don't want to sound like a puritan, a, a, a puritanical, uh, I don't know, like a pilgrim or something, or, or I, I, like you know, I, the it bottom does, line it does is, weaken you, though. You know, it's just like it's if not, you want a double-edged sword, David. Yeah, yeah. If I if I sit here all day and I I'm just sitting at the desk and everything, I start to atrophy physically. Uh, right. There's been um, you know articles that came out that said, hey, uh, it'll actually sharp actually sharpen your mind if instead of using the map program on your phone. If you use uh, a real physical map, assuming you can find one anymore, you know, <laughs> you know, try to navigate that way here. and think. And, and, I, and when I saw that article, I was telling Karen, I said, you know, when I was um, between high school and college, I went with a, a music group to uh, Europe for a couple of weeks. You know, we went to a lot of different places and there was a tour director there and yeah. she, we, she would get the whole group out. You know, we'd leave the bus and we'd go somewhere and she'd go. Uh, where is the bus? Was it over? There? No, no, it's not that way. It's over this way. And we kept correcting. She kept getting lost. And she said, right. you know, I, this is, I've seen this with Americans. Americans always know where they are and they know how to get back to the bus. And everything. And I said, well, you know, it, it may be because we're driving cars and things like that. Right. Kind, of, kind of, you pay attention to where you are right. and, and your surroundings. Whereas, you know, the, just having that, even something like a, a map that is helping you to navigate as convenient as that is, you just start turning off your facilities and you start to atrophy with that. And, and just so many different areas that we have, that the technology has made us, you know, weaker and dumbed us down. You know, we can get that back. We don't have to stay just like you can recover the uh, physical uh, muscles that have atrophied because you're sitting around all the time. Uh, you can get yeah. that kind of stuff back and we need to start thinking about that. I think. You know, um, it, it reminds me a little bit of, um, of you will own nothing in like it. Right. Yeah, that, that, that's right. When you brought that in, and that was an article that was written for, from, uh, uh, this, this, um, uh, lady, I think she was from Iceland. I forget, I forget her name, but it was for, for the world economic forum. Um, mm -hmm. and, and she, if you read the article, it talks about how you, you literally own nothing, but it's, it's all like technologically based, right? You will own nothing, but you will need nothing. Right. Yeah. If you want a car, you just call one, almost like an Uber, but of course it'll be driverless, right? And and you get in it and it'll take you where you need to go and that's it. Um, you own, you don't own um, a home. You stay there and then you go do whatever you do when your home is used 
for meetings or something else. Somebody else comes in and uses it because nobody owns anything. Everybody has access to everything. And the way they plan on pulling this off is via technology. Like mm -hmm. if you need pots to cook, mm -hmm. you know, you just say, oh, I need pots. And boom, there go the pots. Yeah. Right. This is it's, the imaginary world that she thought of. That's supposed it's communism. To it's communism. Right. <laughs> you don't own anything. Right. Everything is in common, you know, and we right. got it. We will supply it for you. It's also it's, it's high, high tech communism. Go ahead. It sir. is. Yeah. Neo Marxist is what George Gilder calls him. And it reminds me of, um, uh, you know, Christ and the devil shows him all the different. All this will be yours if you just sit down and worship me. Right. Uh, you know, that's what we're told. It's like, hey, you just let, you know, make Klaus Schwab the king of your life or what Tedros or whoever it is, you know, mm -hmm. you just let these people take charge of your life and they'll keep you comfortable. That's yeah. the lie. That's the promise. And of course, you know, they're putting that out even during this uh, Davos uh, meeting that they had a couple of weeks ago, you had Ukraine put together their Ukraine 2030. 2030 is always the date, isn't it, right? So 2030, because that's the end of the fourth turning, and Strauss right. and House said that back in the early 90s. Um, but, you know, they've got their utopia, and just like you said, Billy, everything is just right on your phone. It's so convenient. You can interact with the government. You can get your permission and your licenses and your privileges <laughs> granted to you by the government right through that thing. And, of course, you know, the right. other thing is they can deny all that stuff to you as well. Right, right. And and, and you, you're going to need licenses for everything. Not, right. not that you don't know already, yeah. you know, and uh, so and you have to be completely registered and, and, and fully transparent with your life. No reasonable expectation of privacy. Right. Um, when it comes to to, you know, interacting, I think in, in order to get into a city, you're going to have to give everything up. They're going to have these. Yes. this is just me speculating, but they're going to have these bubble cities and you're going to have to be vaccinated and you have to you're going to have mm -hmm. to give up all your details, right? All your DNA and everything in order to get in, you know, and, and, and live in these areas. And people want to live in cities because it's popularized and it's glamorized, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's made to be this, this, this thing that everybody should, should strive for, right? Mm -hmm. New York city is the capital of the world, right? Everybody wants to live here. Everybody wants to live in, in big cities like Berlin, you mm -hmm. know, or Paris, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's just where you need to be as a civilized human. But, you know, you stop and think about it. What is it that's interesting about the big cities like that, right? You, you look at, um, uh, you know, Berlin or Paris or whatever. It's going to be uh, the, the museums or it's going to be the right. concert venues or something. But in each one of these places, there are very special places in these big cities that are there that people go to see. I want to go see the Eiffel Tower. I want to go see the Louvre yeah. or whatever. But their plan is to keep you in 15-minute villages. Uh, you're not going to oh. be moving around even inside those cities. I mean, what's what's going to be the point of that? And it's going to dumb right. everything down to the least common denominator because you're going to have, you know, one vendor who's going to be supplying all of this type of store to everybody, right? right? You're going to have some essentially the big box equivalents of the grocery stores and the pharmaceutical right. things. And the other thing that's amazing to me, Billy, is you look at these plans for the um, and it can be a five-minute city, a 10-minute, 15, 20-minute, so they varied between those things. But when they talk about it, when the group C40 talks about it and these other, the first thing they mention in terms of access, every time they talk about it, is a pharmacy. It's always first or second thing they talk about. It's like pharmacy. Hmm. When did a pharmacy become the center of my life? Well, it's over yeah. the last couple of years, right? Well, everybody's medicated now. Yeah, exactly. And everybody, and, and that's another part of this. It's dependency uh, on, uh, on, medicine, on, on, on the medical, <laughs> on the medical industrial complex, you know, okay. um, and, and that's another part of the propaganda. It's another part of, of, of the indoctrination. If you, if you tune in to, to, 
any show on Fox or on CNN, all you see is pharmaceuticals advertising again and again and again because everyone is sick. Yeah. Brought everyone to you by sick. Pfizer. <laughs> right. Brought to you by Pfizer. Right. Yeah. You know, um, it, everyone is sick, mm-hmm. you know, especially here in the South Bronx. Right. We're one of the unhealthiest counties in the nation. Mm. You know, maybe the unhealthiest. Right. Diabetes is all over the place. A high blood pressure. The whole deal. Cancer. Right. There are reasons for that. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, um, they want to keep us. And by they, I mean the powers that be. I, I feel that they want to keep us. Uh, in the state of of unhealth, of of being as unhealthy as possible, in order to stay reliant on this system, mm-hmm. rather than provide real solutions, and 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 I'm not saying that the doctors and the nurses in hospitals don't mean well, because they absolutely do, you mm-hmm. know. But they're dealing with the cards that they've been dealt, and they're well, you know, what help- we saw in this in this pandemic was you had doctors and nurses and everything who you know were being intimidated. Right. By the big corporations that own so many hospitals and the bean counters who are running the hospitals, right? The mm-hmm. accountants were telling them, the accountants were calling the shots. The accountants were saying, you can't do this, you can't do that. And if you do that, if you actually practice medicine, we're going to kick you out. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, it was, a, it was another form of this coercion that we've been through for the last thousand plus days. And, um, and, and people were not allowed to practice medicine. It was just that simple. Right. Yeah. No, it's, um, it's, uh, and, and not, not, uh, also not taking into account alternative cures for things. And, and we call them alternatives, but in all actuality, they are God's cures, mm-hmm. you know, God's plants mm-hmm. that they've placed here that, that most of these uh, uh, pharmaceutical products are based on anyway, That's you right. know, but, uh, but uh, they, they mimic you know. them just like aspirin, right. you know, it's willow bark, right? Exactly. Uh, right. So you, you, you mimic it and you patent it. <laughs> <laughs> and then the you, keep, you make a tiny change and repatent it again and keep going. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, and you make more money. And the, these are band-aids. They're not cures. That's They're right. band-aids. Yeah. They, will, they will allow you to manage whatever situation you're in, whatever disease you have. You can manage it. You cannot cure it. You cannot get rid of it. And, and I think that's part of the problem. So that these are, this is the full spectrum dominance. That's the attack on all sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, sovereignty of the mind and, and sovereignty of the body. Yes. These things don't exist anymore. And and as time goes on, we're losing more and more and more of it. And it's a problem. We need to recognize that and push back against those who are agents of it, whether they know it or not. Yes, and try true. to educate our, our own, get close to nature, get close to God, figure it out that way. Well, you know, if, if free speech wasn't so key to everything, they wouldn't be working so hard to try to shut it down. Right. Uh, that's an encouragement to us that we're on the right track because they hate what we're doing and they work so hard to shut it down. If it was non inconsequential, they wouldn't bother with it. You know, I look at a lot of people who have very big followings, you know, Crowder and others, you know, who have big followings on YouTube. It's because they don't talk about anything of any consequence. And so, you know, the system basically leaves them alone. Um, you know, Daily Wire, good example of that as well. But I, before we run out of time, a couple of people left some comments and, um, I want to feed one of them directly to you. Uh, Angus Mustang, thank you for the tip. He says, Billy and the Infinite Fringe is the first podcast I had listened to, which got me involved in the alt media. So thank you, Billy. Well, that's from Angus Mustang. So thank you, you buddy. Appreciate you, man. Yes. And Geesebusters, Geesebusters. He he leaves a tip and he says, uh, on Rockfan, he says, I wish Trump would hide under a rock with the rest of the other slimy creatures. (laughs) I'm so sick of this baby killing traitor yeah um that's a uh yeah so that's on rumble not on rockfin 
I might have misspoke, but uh, yeah, good to see you there, Geese Busters. Glad you found it over to Rumble as well. So yeah, I'm not really sure what we're going to do on Rumble, but it's it's worked great for you guys. And America Unplugged is there. You'll find uh, Tony there as well uh, as part of the America Unplugged. Um, and uh, Don Jeffries, Billy Ray Valentine, Tony Arterburn, and uh, the Infinite Fringe. And you you say you're on uh, Apple Podcasts and on Podbean. Yeah, um, those yeah you the- can find the Infinite Fringe on Apple Podcasts, on Podbean, and uh, America Unplugged right here on Rockfin, 12 p.m. Eastern, every Saturday. That's great. So uh, as we have a couple of minutes left, anything else that you want to throw in there to uh, the listeners? Uh, any other concerns that you're talking about? We've kind of covered the big picture here. Anything else on your, on your mind and even a small picture? No, that's it, David. You know, um, uh, we, we need to, we need you for one, you know, and, and we need people like you. We need to stay, uh, we need to stay on the right track and we need to figure out that we're being attacked on all, on all sides. Right. And once we figure that out, we'll be a lot better off and, and we need to follow the truth. We need to go down and try to follow the truth, whatever that is, and realize that we may not get the truth, but we need to be honest in our pursuit of it. That's right. You know, Yes, we and, have to and, try and we have to be have have integrity with that. And that's why I wanted to get you on. Uh, you know, you and Tony and Don Jeffries and Guard, uh, Guard Goldsmith and um, you know, the guys that are doing Nights of the Storm. It's real important for us to um, everybody's trying as hard as they can to discover what the truth is, trying to get that out to people, trying to counter this plan that is in place, and we all need to really stick together and to support each other. So I hope the listeners uh, pay attention to that, uh, you know, uh, again, Billy Ray Valentine, infinite fringe, uh, America unplugged, uh, guard Goldsmith, uh, Liberty conspiracy, as well as his Substack and other things. It was great talking to you, Billy. Appreciate it. It's Thank you always for what you good do. to talk to you. It's an honor to be on. Sorry about all the technical difficulties. Uh, that's not, no problem. It happens. We'll, we'll get a clean, uh, edit of the interview and we'll put that out in video and on a, on a, uh, a podcast you, uh, thing. We'll appreciate get that you too. and everything you do. Well, and thank Karen you and Travis, thank you very much for all your help. Everybody listening, God bless you guys. Thank, thank you, you, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Billy. The Common Man. They created Common Core to dumb down our children. They created Common Pass to track and control us. Their Commons Project to make sure the commoners own nothing and the communist future. They see the common man as simple, unsophisticated, ordinary. But each of us has worth and dignity created in the image of God. That is what we have in common. That is what they want to take away. Their most powerful weapons are isolation, deception, intimidation. They desire to know everything about us while they hide everything from us. It's time to turn that around and expose what they want to hide. Please share the information and links you'll find at thedavidnightshow.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. If you can't support us financially, please keep us in your prayers thedavidnightshow.com.